0: We just played a, a, a thing from Miles Garrett from today's media availability, and I think he's a hundred percent right. And I, I do wonder how people are hearing this because Miles does have his detractors in town. But but Miles was effectively asked whether not making the playoffs this year should be looked at as a failure. Here's what he had to say.
2: I mean, personally,
0: sure. Each person can say they. I had an individually great season, depending on how you did. But as a team, no. You fall short of the playoffs, and you don't, you don't achieve what you, you set out to do. It's, it's a failure. I mean, you can learn from it. I'm sure you could take something away. But if it's success or failure, and that's the only two options, we, we would have failed ourselves. When you hear Miles say, yeah, it was a failure, we didn't make the playoffs, what's your reaction?
1: He's 100% accurate.
0: I agree. I mean, I I think so. If you had told us going into the season, I think I was probably more lenient than anybody. The idea of playoffs are bust, uh-huh. just because I didn't. you know how's the season going to look, right? But but we still thought it was more likely than not this team was going to be in the hunt. They're not in the hunt, right? They got a one percent chance, less than a one percent chance, Correct. of making the playoffs from here, and they would have to win out, and then everybody has to lose a lot for you to get in from here. So, and the way it happened, it's not just you're not in the playoff hunt. I really think that's disappointing. Like in, in, uh, in 2007, you were in the playoff hunt that entire season. Or uh, I shouldn't say that. Most of the back half of the season, you're in the playoff hunt. There's real tangible benefits to being in the playoff hunt late in the season, the last four games. Yep. Because guys learn in a winning environment. When every week is, are we gonna play hard? Are we gonna play like a team? Are guys gonna go into business for themselves? That starts to erode the confidence in a locker room, right? Oh yeah. That's not a made up thing that sports talk guys talk about. Winning culture, winning breeds winning, right? The the dangling carrot, right? That that the dangling carrot for most NFL teams for eighty percent of the season is the playoffs. And if you become one of the teams that the last 20% of the season, and we're right about there, the last 25% of the season, you don't have that dangling carrot, it really does make you wonder. Like, do you have the culture to stay competitive even though the ultimate dangling carrot, the ult- sorry, the ultimate team dangling carrot,
1: which is the playoffs, isn't there anymore? Well, I mean, does it bother you that he brings up the point that, hey, listen, other guys have individual successes still this year
0: no I I think that's honest I think everything Miles said is both correct and honest and I'll be honest I want to hear it from Miles I don't want to hear listen no offense to John Johnson I don't think John's a bad guy I don't know that they've utilized him the way he should be utilized um and, and I, I think, honestly, we've just kind of blamed him for a lot of things because he's both said things and because he's highly paid. And that kind of is the breaks, Charlie. like You get paid a lot of money, yeah expectations come. But, like, I don't want to hear from John Johnson again. Or rather, I don't want to hear from John Johnson on th- whether the season's a, a failure or not because he's not the guy I put it on. The two guys on defense that I have high expectations for, but at the same point I want their opinions on, are Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett. Because they're the guys who've both earned the right to talk about it, Yep. which I think John has earned the right. Maybe not in Cleveland, but he's earned the right to talk about it. But I don't know he's going to be here next year. So the two guys who could say, uh, listen, we're not going to make the playoffs and that's a failure, the two guys who I want to hear that from or would want to hear their opinions on if that's a failure or not are Miles Garrett on the defense, I should say, are Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. Offensively, it's probably Denzel, Joel Batonio, maybe David Njoku, and Nick Chubb. Those would be the four guys I want to hear from that side of the ball. But that's about it. There's about six guys on this team that I want to know whether they think the season's a failure or not. And, there, I, and honestly... I hope this actually carries water in the building. I hope that they hear this. I hope they hear somebody from their locker room say, "Yeah, we didn't make the playoffs. That's a failure." That should mean something. Like, and 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 I get it. Like, I I understand that the Ivy Leagueification of baseball has sucked all the emotion and all the things that. They used to run baseball. It's, it's completely changed the way that front offices perceive baseball. Right. right. Because, well, we, we're not going to make any short-term moves, right? We're not going to make any emotional moves. I totally get it. Football's a, an emotional game. Football is a visceral, physical, punch-you-in-the-mouth type game. And I, I wonder sometimes whether the Browns have a, have enough emotion in, in their leadership. And this is, by the way, this is this is both on the field and in the front office. Like if, if you're a leader and you hear one of the guys that is a leader under, under you say this season is a failure, how does that not carry real significant weight inside that building? Like if, if Deshaun Watson said this is a uh this is a failure of a season, and I'm Andrew Barry, that would make me perk my ears up. And the same thing with Miles Garrett. If one of the ten best players, defensive players in the NFL, PFF's number one rated player for most of the season, one defensive ball says this is a failure of a season. How does that not instill something or or bring out something in you as a competitor? And I'm again, I'm I'm supposing. I'm not saying that they don't feel this, but like just hearing it, like one, thank you, Miles, for saying that. Two, son of a gun. Like it should piss you off. I, I, like, the more I think about him saying it,
1: it pisses me off they're not in the playoff hunt at the very least. It's so disappointing. This team is too good to not be in the playoff mix, right? At this point? Mm-hmm. Sad. No, they're too talented. They're not too good. There's a difference. Yeah. Like uh the
0: Bills, the beginning of the season, they were too talented. To not be in the playoff race. Then they went out and they played really well. And now they're too good to not be in the playoff race. Had they fallen off. Right? Right. Because they've played well enough to do that. Until the Browns prove otherwise, the Browns are just good on paper. But again, I don't know. Is that the locker room issue? Or sorry, is that—is that a talent issue? Is that a coaching issue? After, after the last two years, I'm inclined to think it's not a talent issue. You have more core talent than most teams in the NFL have. That's true. Miles most teams don't have a Miles Garrett, a Nick Chubb, a David Njoku, a Joel Batonio, a Wyatt Teller, a Jack Conklin, and maybe I'm 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 a, but throwing Jack in there, maybe I shouldn't do that. But Denzel Ward. JOK. Like you have elite level talent. You have you have 10 guys on this roster yep. that have the talent to be best player in your division. And you're five and eight.
1: That's crazy. How's
0: that not flick you in the competitive gonads and make you just <laughs> go like, like just scream into a pillow? Like, and I, and maybe they do. Maybe maybe we don't see the competitive side of things. It's it's you know we're a united front and all this stuff. I'm sure that losing does breed tension behind the scenes. All right. So I don't want to try and speak absolutes. How does it not just piss you off? And I'm not talking about Jimmy Haslam. I don't care if he's pissed off. You're a billionaire. All right, you sleep on a pile of gold every night. I don't be pissed. I don't give a damn. But the guys who who work for their career, the guys like Andrew Barry, who he gets fired next year, he might never get another job again. I mean, I'm talking about a GM job, right? Paul DePodesta might have to go slum it back in baseball <laughs> if if he doesn't get it done. Kevin Stefanski
1: slumming it. In, uh, <laughs> where's he living? San Diego, Yehalah, or whatever. <laughs> Where? What's a place called in California? Do you say Valhalla? No, it's a Yahala or something. How do you pronounce it? Vallejo? No, Keith, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I think it's Lahala. A Lahoya? No, it's no. it's Lahala.
0: Lahala? Yeah. All right, let's Lahala and Mike here. Mike, welcome to the show, buddy.
2: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. I mean, yes, I am very upset about the last four weeks of the season not being in playoff contention. But it goes back to week number two against the Jets, right? And that epic collapse of coaching. And that and we have had several games this year that we have lost the game because of decisions made by coaching staff. Yes, we've had failures at you know physically, right? The players, we've had injuries, we've had we've had a lot of situations, but we can't lose games coaching, and that's the reason why we're there. We're talking about one game could have changed the the whole outcome of the season, right? We'd be talking about we're still in the playoff hunt.
0: Mike, we appreciate it, buddy. By the way, I'm pretty sure it is La Jolla. I'm like 90% sure it's La Jolla, and mostly because I heard it in Big Lebowski a couple times. But you are okay. right. I didn't know what you were talking about there. I thought he just lived in San Diego. Paul De Podesta. that is. Um, I don't know. I just think when when one of the faces of your franchise, a guy who, if this defense was even top... You're 50, right. I'm wrong. No, oh, that's okay. Well, no, you were right where he lives. I, I was wrong on that. So we're both right and we're both wrong.
1: <laughs> Let's build a bridge to forgiveness. La Jolla is a, a seaside community in San Diego. Let's hmm. be nice to live there. Oh, I, it's commonly mispronounced "lahala." I just like the idea that, like,
0: as like "lahala," but I do think, like, getting back, like, make you want to holla. Every this makes me want to holla. $2? Two dollar, two dollar holla, four dollar <laughs> holla. I just when the face of your franchise, a guy who, if this defense was top sixteen in the NFL, would be in the running for defensive player of the year. If this defense just wasn't an absolute and just unbearable ass, Miles Garrett would be in the running for one of the most coveted awards in the NFL. When he comes out and says, yeah, it's a failure, I feel like there should be repercussions for that. I feel like there should be people taking notice and going, oh, okay. And listen, Miles says a lot of things. I don't know what Miles believes behind the door, uh, behind closed doors. I it's, some people think that Miles is in this for a paycheck. I I have never felt that. The guy has put up dominating stats since he came to the NFL. But the reality is, the I I just feel like sometimes like the real things that guys say, even when John Johnson has said yeah. stuff, when Miles has said stuff, it feels like these guys say stuff and it's just, well, we're, we're on to we're on to Baltimore. Uh, okay. All right. Well, somebody's telling you there's a fire on the third floor. Are you
1: insinuating it feels like they don't care? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. When everything is kept in house and we're just gonna hush hush everything.
1: Yes, it does feel like. It feels like. Do do you want to hear a guy after a game or or in the locker room at some point have have one of those moments where he's just like, I'm pissed.
0: I want to hear whoever, whatever the fight was about defense after. That was the Ravens game, right? Where there was this screaming in the locker room. I want to hear that in front of a live microphone. I don't need that crap. I, like the, the Richard Sherman overly upset at people who five years ago talked crap about him. I don't need to hear that when everything's on the good good. Yeah. Right? Because, no, that's – okay, it doesn't matter. Right? Or what was the kid – Um, I can't remember. The kid who was pissed. Uh, the Jets receiver, who was pissed he wasn't getting the ball and the Jets were, like, first place in the AFC East. I don't need that. But, yeah, if the house is on fire, I'd like to hear somebody say, hey, fire, that'd be
1: nice, right? Hey, there's a fire over there. Yeah. I to put that we out. We
0: should maybe do something about this. I don't like fire. I don't like my things being destroyed by fire. Fire bad. Nick, real quick, buddy, what you got for us? Hello, Nick.
2: Yeah, I'm here. Sorry about that. All right. Just timing in. You know, I've listened to the radio all day. We're talking about Stefanski and all that good stuff. Long story short, I've heard this repeated. I just – I don't necessarily think he's a good leader of men. Um As you can see, you know, the guys aren't doing their competencies. They're not paying attention to detail. And the lack of discipline is not there. And, you know, I heard this earlier. Good coaches, they're going to get what they can out of their men, right, regardless of the situation. And I believe that the first two years, but, you know, it's just – Slowly dropped off, and I'm starting to lose faith. And then I also wanted to throw in, you know, if either of you guys ever get the chance to go to La Jolla, it's one of the most most beautiful communities I've ever been to in my life. And I would suggest to go down Highway One, take San Francisco all the way down there, and I guarantee you won't be disappointed. So,
0: I heard La Jolla's better. Nick? Yeah, I was gonna say thank you for the call, Nick. Uh, I I just want to go to La Jolla. I wanna I wanna holla. I want with a bunch of ballas for two dollars. Give me that fala. Nick Wilson says, idiot. Dustin Fox 37. We're reacting to Miles Garrett's comments saying that uh, this season has been, or not making the playoffs would classify this season as a failure. Want to get your guys' thoughts on it. James, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got?
2: Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate y'all for taking my call. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually appreciate Miles Garrett for saying that, man. I think he's being totally honest. Uh, It is a failure. (laughs) Uh, Now, what you said earlier about you want to see somebody angry, I'm sure that these millionaires cry themselves to sleep every night in their mansion and porches when they go home thinking about the season. Uh, So I don't know if you're going to get all that. Furthermore, uh, I think not only has this season been a failure, two of the last three years was the fast they've underachieved. In fact, I don't think no coach has done less with more. You go back to the Odell Beckham and Landry and Hunt Chubb and the dreams and the possibilities. Those teams didn't even make the playoffs. In fact, this team is regressing. And for the last five years, they failed even when we had Freddie Kitchens in there. So this team is taking a step back, and I think it starts organizationally from the top. I don't know what needs to be done. I'm glad they signed Watson. I I looked at at that as a silver lining maybe to save the season. But unfortunately – I look at it long term, but everybody won't come for the ride. Hunt, it looked like it's gonna be his last year. you had never seen the Watson, Chubb, Hunt, uh, Stefanski. I don't know if he's gonna be there in Joe Woods. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I think, and thanks for the call, James. I, I I also appreciate what Miles had to say. Um listen, I think there's some I think there's some line between uh, you know, continuity for the sake of continuity and in addressing the fact that the last few seasons have been a disappointment and that there need to be moves. Like, the the Browns were bound and determined to move off of Baker Mayfield last offseason. They lucked into the fact that Deshaun Watson agreed to come here. If you remember the timeline... Yeah, they would have had to get rid of Baker regardless. The adult in the room comment happened, I want to say, a week before it was reported the Browns were out on Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So they leaked that and then a week later they were out on Deshaun Watson and there was about a 48 hour period if i right. remember correctly where we were like well if Deshaun isn't coming here Baker sure as hell isn't coming back what do you do The Browns got lucky there but the whole point of moving on from Baker is Baker's the fall guy or Baker was the B- Baker paid the price for regression right Yes Equal parts, he paid for regression, and he paid for being a bit of a pain in the ass. Well, who's going to pay the price this year? And I don't I don't want to make that sound like pound of flesh, but it's apparent Baker was not the only problem here. I think his play last year was a problem. It was a significant problem. Don't get me wrong. He was not good enough in the second half of last year. But what frustrates me is that there's this ho-hum Outward thing of well, we're just here to play football, and it's Prince Valium from Space uh, Spaceballs. It's yawning on uh, yawning on the dais of the of your your wedding day. That's what this is to me, and it's not that I want Jimmy Haslam to be frothing at the mouth. It's not that I want Jimmy Haslam to go all Leroy Jenkins and just fire everybody's ass left and right. Uh, it's not what I'm saying, but. I would like to see the appropriate concern. And just every time I hear a report, well, I mean, Kevin Stefanski and this excuse and that excuse. And, I mean, Andrew Barry, Week 8 said this, and honestly, guys, I don't care. It, they haven't gotten it done again. That doesn't mean you have to fire everybody. But do I think you need to be thoughtful and really think about is this as currently constructed, whether it's the the... How they all roll up to Haslam? Whether it's just firing a defensive coordinator, whether it is uh, big tweaks or small tweaks, right? Everything does need to be considered, and the idea that it's just another day at the office when you're five and eight and you have no business being five and eight—it's a bit of a kick in the pants as a Browns fan.
1: You think that the the, the coaches and players just kind of feel like, ah. Eh we're going to pass for this year. You know, we didn't have our quarterback and, you know, he just came back for the final six games. It doesn't matter what happens this year. It's not about this year. Anyway, it's about next year. I think this is an organization
0: that is very comfortable making excuses. Oh God. Yeah. They used to make excuses for firing people. Now they make excuses for disappointment. And I think there has to be something in between those two extremes it just does and it just i don't see an organization that is has the appropriate fear of losing and and a lot of that is that it's just been such an un, uneven history here recently it it doesn't it still doesn't make me feel better about where they are T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours